You're listening to another episode of the Zag. So here, excited to be joined by another amazing 2020 NLC Institute fellow, Theo Osianto is here. Excited to catch up with him, hear what he's working on, hear what he's excited about once we start the fellowship coming up this weekend. So let's get to it. All right, Theo, congrats on the fellowship. And we're always excited when there are former teachers or current educators uh, in our group. We feel like it adds a good sense of perspective, a good sense of, of, of excitement about learning. Uh, give folks a little bit of a scoop when you started teaching and, and how you stayed in ed- ed- education all these years. Sure. Um, I started teaching in 2009. I was uh, in Teach for America, 2009 um, core in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, started teaching at first as a first grade teacher. Um, and really just like fell in love with my kids, um, in, in lots of different ways. I think, um, something that I was just really aware of, um, as a teacher in my first year was just that the fact that like, as a first year teacher, um, I just didn't know a whole lot. Um, and I always appreciated the grace that my kids gave me. Um, cause I just felt like as a new teacher, like I just didn't have as much to give them as I wanted. And they were just so kind to me. Um, and so a big part of my mission as uh, continuing teaching is to was to give back to those students that I had in my first year. Um, so I, I taught first grade um, for two years um, as part of Teach for America. I decided to stay um, in teaching even after I finished the core um, and begged my principal to move me up to third grade um, so I could have my first year students back again. Um, and you know, after a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of begging, essentially, um, I got that opportunity. Um, taught third grade in the same school with, with the same group of kids I had in my first year and just had the best year, fell in love with my kids, fell in love with teaching, decided that education is what I wanted to do, um, and decided that I wanted to stay with those kids as long as I could. Um, so my journey then took me um, to be able to uh, eventually be able to found a middle school um, as a fifth grade teacher um, in Memphis, where I got to teach my same kids again when they got to fifth grade. Um, and eventually moved into school leadership um, and was able to see my um, original group of first graders graduate from eighth grade um, as, as the assistant principal of um, my school in Memphis, Kip Memphis Academy Middle. Um, so after all of that, I decided that um, what I wanted was the opportunity to get back into elementary school and also to see education from a different perspective after having been in Memphis for eight years. Um, and so I packed up everything I knew and and moved to Los Angeles um, about three years ago um, to serve as a dean at Kip Ignite Academy. Um, and again, just like was ignited again by like the passion um, for my kids, for education, but um, in a new way for the community um, and really wanting to um, make sure that the work we were doing was with our community in South LA and for our community in South LA. Um, and empowering our students and our parents and the community to to really do the work um, to be able to uplift the community. Yeah, I was going to ask, in terms of differences that you noticed right away between Memphis and here when it comes to schools or the school community, what really stood out to you the most? Um, I think the the difference that I experienced here um, is just kind of like the a, a different uh, definition of diversity. Um, and so being in North Memphis... Um, teaching in the South, uh, diversity is very much a, a racial word. Um, just mostly are, you're black or you're white. Um, and then moving to Los Angeles and seeing like the, the um, just like the richness of culture and realizing that when we talk about diversity, when we talk about equity, uh, when we talk about inclusion, 
Um, it, it spans to include just people of so many different cultures and so many different generations and, um, and just like what that meant, uh, to the South LA in particular, um, and like the positivity that it brought and also like the challenges that it brought, um, was really one of the big things that stood out for me, uh, when I moved to LA. And then in terms of what you're hoping to get out of the fellowship once we start here, what are some of the top goals that you have? Um, I think something that I'm, I'm just really excited about is the opportunity to, um, like network with folks who are who want to do um, really good work um, in our community, who want to uh, make our our world a better place, um, and and are doing it in so many different sectors. Um, something that I believe in really uh, deeply is that in order for us to be able to make the impact on our students and our communities um, and on education that we want, it's going to take a coalition. It's not just a bunch of teachers coming together, but we need doctors, we need lawyers, we need business people. Um, we need policymakers. Um, it just, it's just—it's going to take so many different types of people who think differently. Um, and I'm excited to be able to be surrounded by folks who have my same um, or very similar uh, values to me, have um, the same passion that I have, but like do it in such different ways than the way that I think and the way that I do it now. Um, and I'm excited for us to be able to put our heads together and, and do the work. Yeah, well, that sounds great. And, and we're excited to have you in the group. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this bonus episode of The Zag. Don't forget to download and listen to the other 19 folks joining Theo in our cohort that starts here in a couple of days. Short and sweet episodes featuring their work in the city, doing all the good things to bring progressive change to L.A. Find them in all the spots where you get podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those places. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.